Stay on your feet for a moment uh, as we continue in our sermon series today, Blessed and Highly Favored. And I want you to read Luke 1, 46 with me in just three verses. Read with me and then I'll share the word. Read it out loud. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Would you read that last portion? For he who is mighty, read that again with me. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. God's going to do something in your generations. Praise Jesus. Isn't that exciting? I have grandparents that I don't even know that I am blessed because of them. Anybody got that? Generation to generation. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing with this word already in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated if you could. And uh, I want to continue this Thanksgiving Christmas thing. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm ready to decorate. Somebody say, I ain't ready to decorate. I am ready. Don't play with me. We will turn this sanctuary into a winter wonderland before you get back next week, all right? Because uh, I am ready. I am ready. I'm ready for turkey, and I'm ready for Christmas, and, and uh, we're looking for better and better ways to celebrate this year. Uh, and so just get ready to get ready to party. Amen. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Don't. All right. I'm feeling all churchy now. But uh, we've been talking. We started talking about Mary. And last week I told you that you were blessed and highly. How you doing? I'm blessed and. Come on. Say it. I am blessed and highly. Okay. You might say, well, you don't know my circumstances, Pastor Rick. I don't have to know your circumstances because I am. You are blessed and highly favored. And what we learned is that Mary, after she was told of Jesus, after she was told this, she was troubled. She was told that she, being a virgin, would give birth to a child. She would conceive a child and she was troubled. And I'm saying that's reasonable. Okay. All right. Being troubled can be reasonable. God trusts you with trouble. I think somebody posted it this week. Wish God didn't trust me so much. Anybody ever felt trusted and troubled? Anybody? It's like, and I I told you this last week because that was the word that the Lord spoke to me and spoke through individuals during some heavy trouble of my life. And what he told me was he had trusted me with this moment. He had trusted me with this particular situation. Your favor is going to bring deliverance. Your trouble is also your favor. You don't like this. I know. I know you don't like it because we are so full of flesh, are we not? We have an understanding that if the only way that I can be favored is if my bank account is full. How many have ever been broken favored? Anybody, anybody been a kid besides me? Were you, anybody, was there anybody that used to be children? Is there anybody that used to be children? You don't remember because it was so long ago. 
But when you look back, do you remember a time in your life where you didn't know where the money was coming from? Amen. I, and somebody said that was yesterday. I'm saying when you were seven, you didn't know where the money was coming from. You didn't have an understanding of food. You just knew when you were hungry, food was going to show up. Mom and daddy didn't explain that to you. It was a great place. And Jesus teaches us we need to become like children. We need to be in that place where we just know that God is good. We know that our Father will provide. Help me. Help me preach today. Help me. Some of you have been troubled lately. Have you ever felt like your circumstances got the best of you? Have you found yourself struggling? And it's not about what you have or haven't done. Perhaps it was a message you received in the mail. Perhaps it was a relational blow up. Perhaps you're hurting because of financial issues or situations beyond your control. Then again, it, it might be about your personal regrets. Anybody ever had regrets before? Wish you had done things differently and what you had not done snowballed on you. Decisions that you had made in the, in the past. Because life is full of struggles. It's full of inconveniences. Life is also filled with people who do not know how to shut up. People that will say nasty things to people they do not even know. It's also full of sunrises and sunsets. Sometimes we need to go see the sunrise and the sunset. Blessed and favored doesn't mean you will not have a struggle. But it does mean that God has a purpose for whatever you're going through. And that's what we've learned from the blessed Virgin Mary. Mary's blessing and favor was the assignment. This is her blessing and favor. The assignment to be pregnant as a virgin with the Son of God. That's not an easy task. When you think about it, it was massively difficult She spent some time running for her life. She spent some time having to protect her baby because there were people that were being sent to kill her child. I'm blessed in favor. People come to kill my baby. That doesn't sound like blessed, and it doesn't sound like favor. When you think about it, it was massively uh, difficult. What What are people going to say? about my pregnancy? What is my mama going to say? What is my fiance going to say? And we're learning through Mary's life a principle of favor, and that is something that Jesus said. He just said it like this. No one can rob you of your joy. Did you hear me? No one, Jesus said, can rob you of joy. I said nobody can rob Joy. Joy. I'm favored. I'm a child of God. I want to continue to talk about Mary today. And I think we're, we're set up for a great word this morning. We're set up for this. Anybody felt set up? Have you ever felt like, Pastor, you are preaching to me today? Anybody ever had one of those days? I felt that way and I was doing the preaching. All right. So because I want to challenge you today to go get your joy. Somebody say, go get your joy. Anybody don't have any joy? I'm going to tell you, go get it. Go get it. Go find it. My soul, Mary said, magnifies the Lord. My flesh don't feel good, but my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit 
has rejoiced in God, my Savior. I know sometimes we have certain phrases that we speak. We don't ever tear them apart, break them down, think about it. Everybody say it. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. Is everybody reading that? Read it again. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced. Rejoice. Somebody shout rejoice. This is not a complicated word. It's something that you do regardless of the perspective. Yes! Joy! Research, I researched the word in the New Testament and the Old Testament. I researched it in Greek. I researched it in Hebrew. It's simple. It's blissomeness. That's a weird word, isn't it? I just, how do you feel? I feel blissome. It's hard to say. All right. It's joy. It is, well, what are you going to do? Well, I think I'm going to go find my tambourine and dance. Well, what's going on? I'm virgin and I'm pregnant and nobody likes me and they want to kill my baby. What are you going to do? I'm going to take my tambourine. I'm going to go dance. I'm going to jump up and down. I'm going to, some people say I'm weird right now. Let's try it. Let's give it a try. Okay, you ready? You ready? Come on, everybody clap your hands. Everybody clap your hands. See, some of you won't do it right now. You won't. You won't. No. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. No, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Like, what a mean hand claps. You know, like your team just scored a touchdown in the last two seconds of the game, and you won a national championship. Come on, clap your hands. Now, wait, wait. No, no. Your team lost. I mean, they lost bad. They got smashed, okay? Come on, clap your hands. No, I have joy in the morning. I have joy in the evening. I have joy when it's cloudy and rainy and joy when it's sunshine. And I, I have joy when I got money, joy when I don't have money. Why? Because joy is not circumstantial. Joy is something that you get that you ought to go back and get. You don't know what's going on. I'm mad. Okay, be mad. But be joyful at the same time. Pastor, you ain't making no good sense. What did they put in your coffee this morning? That ain't none of your business. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to pursue joyfulness in the Lord. I love this moment. What we find is that Mary literally takes action and moves. She actually geographically transitions before she gets to this place. She was at a place where she said, be it unto me according to your word. All right. And I don't know if that was, be it unto me according to your word or, or one of these, whatever, Jesus, you know, whatever, you know, well, God's good. No, she moves to this place. She was in a troublesome place. So, so I, I want to tell you because it's a truth you need to embrace. You might argue with me. You control your own joy. Better write it down. You control your own joy. I'm not joyful. You control your own joy. I, I'm, I'll help you with this. Some people are already mad at me. All right. No one can take your joy. You have to give it away. Amen. Amen. We used to sing it like this. Anybody? Where are my old gospel singers? Where are you? Where are you? Old gospel singers? Bill Gaither. Anybody? Come on. The world didn't give it to me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 
That person who is rude to you on the phone? Anybody had that person the other day? Anybody? That person who cut you off in traffic? Are you going to give them the satisfaction of keeping you angry for the rest of the day? The negative remark that somebody made on your Facebook page? It's not... It's, it's not that you're having a bad day all the time. Sometimes you have swallowed all of the negativity that's in the world. But you are blessed and highly favored. I belong to the Lord. I'm not going to surrender my joy. I'm not giving it up. I'm not letting it go. One of the reasons people are perpetually unhappy is because we're constantly giving our joy away. And then we don't go take it back. Story. True stories, okay? I, I had early in, my minute, early in my life here, I was, I was an associate pastor many years ago. And uh, there used to be a Kmart where the Walmart is. Anybody remember Kmart? It's a business that used to be around, okay? And <laughs> so Kmart was there. And the, and the mailbox was around the corner. They always had the post office and years ago, some people did not have mailboxes. You actually had your, a post office box at the mailbox. I'm giving way too much information. Anyway, I'm turning left in front of Kmart, and a car slips out of their parking place and almost hits me and misses me, and I got, I was, it cracked me up. All right? Anybody ever almost get hit, and you immediately begin to cuss? All right? All right, why do you fingers, you know, and I, it cracks me up. It was a, it was a flaw, I guess, in my character. I did it. Yes. Yes. Smiled, laughed, looked at the guy almost hit me who didn't think it was funny at all. And I turned left, and he turned right and circled around and blocked the whole road off and cut me off right there at the post office and jumped out of his car and came after me. Well, he didn't know that I was a champion wrestler. And I didn't know if he had a gun or something. So he came all the way to my car, and he's cussing and screaming. I rolled my window. I locked my doors. My wife was in the car. Right, dear? She can vouch for all this. Rolled my window down about this much. And I kept smiling at this man. Sometimes you'd be better off to stop smiling, all right? <laughs> and then I got sarcastic. Okay, how many know sarcasm is my spiritual gift, all right? That's, I got that thing, all right? And he's smiling at me. I'm in my 1983 powder blue Thunderbird, okay? All right, remember that car? Anybody remember that? That was the first new car Diane I had ever bought. And it was like 1987 when this happened. It was still powder blue, and I think I'd broke it a couple of times. Anyway, the guy, uh, he's standing there looking at me, and he's screaming, and finally he pauses for a moment, and I made a mistake. I said, well, I guess if you're finished telling me what a bad driver I am, I can be on my way now. <laughs> I should not have said that. Because right, he took his big old number 10 and kicked my door in. And I just said, okay, are you finished now? And then he got mad and ran away. And I called the police, and they said, and gave him the phone number, and he, they said, well, it couldn't be that guy because that individual with that license plate is in jail right now. 
Honest, that's what they told me. And I said, well, that's impossible. He just kicked my door in, all right? Somebody go check the jail, all right? But anyway, I took a plunger and popped the door out. Anybody remember those days when you just didn't care too much about a dent in your car? Anybody remember those days? Just pop that out. Dents give you stories that you can tell. All these years later, here I am telling you this story, and I'm fine. I survived it, and I really enjoy Telling the story. I've gotten more laughs out of it. I've learned this. Some people don't want me to be joyful. We're getting ready to get into heavy traffic season. People who haven't been out of their homes are going to head to the mall. And you know what's going to happen. You're about to park in a really nice space. And some joker's going to pull around and zip in right in front of you. And you've been waiting on that parking space all day. But no, now you've lost it. You're going to want to jump out and, and, and honk your horn and punch him right in the kisser. And you're going to have all that anger and be mad all day. This is just the way my day has been because all day long people have been cutting me off in traffic. There are things that you cannot control. You can't control what people do or what they say. I don't know who has upset you. I don't know all of your stories, but I read Mary's story and I watched what she went uh, when, when she went from troubled to filled with joy. Listen, God called you to be joyful. Life is too short for you to surrender your joy to every rude, opinionated, won't shut up, absolutely full of themselves person in this world. You don't know what their day has been like. They might need your smile. Who knows? Maybe that guy somewhere is telling this story about me. Maybe he knows Jesus right now. I actually wanted to kill somebody, and they kept smiling at me. I'm just so thankful that somebody smiled when I hated them. Maybe that individual individual knows Jesus today because I didn't accept their mess into my life. I'm not going to surrender my love. I'm not going to surrender my peace. I'm not going to surrender my joy. The negativity in this world is severe. It's dangerous. And sometimes you can't blame your lack of joy on anyone else but you. It's in your own mind. It's in your soul. And it may have more to do with what you are saying to yourself than what others are saying to you. And that's where we find Mary. Mary is about to literally be filled with Jesus. Literally. And she's struggling. She is troubled by what the angel of the Lord said. So I'm going to tell you, don't get stuck in your head. Say it out loud. Don't get stuck in your head. When Jesus, when Mary saw the angel, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Anybody ever been stuck before? Anybody ever been stuck in your car? Anybody been stuck in your car? I've been stuck a few times in my car. First time on the side of the road with uh, that same old car, okay? I was headed uh, towards Illinois and uh, had a baby and a tot and my wife and and uh, somehow just drove off the road and got stuck in the mud. Don't know how I did it, just wasn't paying attention. Bad driving. It was a long go. I drive so much better now. And, uh, but pulled off. How am I going to get out of this? 
I mean, it was stuck. I was stuck, stuckity stuck in the mud, all right? Anybody ever had your tires spinning, knew you were? And a big 18-wheeler saw what had happened, pulled off the road, tossed me a chain, hooked it to my car, pulled me out, and I was back on the road again. Thank God for somebody else that could pull me out. But then I remember once, uh, it, it was like 2004, and, and uh, years ago, I had this, this really cool little Montero. Anybody drive a Montero? Somebody around this church I know drives one. It was, it was that Montero, and it was a Suburban, and it was my first four-wheel drive. And I said, I'm going to take my wife. I'm going to go to the Outer Banks. I'm going to drive out on the beach because I've always wanted to drive out on the beach. And evidently, there's some things you're supposed to do before you drive out on the beach, like let some air out of your tire, all right? It, Anybody here? Put it in four-wheel drive. And I pulled out on one of those rugged beaches, not the one that's kind of really nice and easy, and got myself stuck right out there. Nobody around me, just me, Diana, and a stuck, really pretty car. That's all. And I was stuck out there, and so I'm going back and forward. I'm remembering all my Ohio tricks. You know, anybody remember like, when you lived in the in where there was snow, you'd get stuck and you'd rock it back and forth. And, but when there's nothing but sand, there's nothing to get traction in. And then I thought, I'm going to let some air. There was no Google. I didn't have a cell phone. Everybody didn't have cell phones in 2004. I had to figure out how to get unstuck by myself. And part of it is you can't just sit there kicking the sand. Can't believe I got this car stuck. What am I going to do now? That's not going to fix the situation. And I began to think and pray and, and got out of my car and got my floor mats out and stuck them under my rear tires. And suddenly I had something to get traction on. I let air out of my tires and I got free. Some of you still stuck. Can I get an amen from somebody? And you're kicking the tires and you're screaming and you're mad. and You're upset at the manufacturer and you're upset at the tires and you're upset at the situation. and You're upset at yourself saying, I'm so stupid. How can I get myself in this situation? You need to get past that or you're just going to get stuck. This terminology that she uses, she considered what manner of greeting it was. Considered. Look, looking at that word, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting word. It, it has a positive aspect, which is to reason or to deliberate. But there is another aspect of the word, and that is to revolve in your mind. Your brain has turned into a merry-go-round. It just goes round and round and round, and you keep thinking the same thoughts. And Mary could have been in somewhat of that situation because sometimes you go round and round and round in your thoughts. You can't sleep. It's not the boogeyman. It's the what-if man, right? It's that man that just keeps speaking in your head. It's you. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And because you're doing this, you're stuck. You've been up all night because you have a new job. Are, are you going to do all right? You lay there all night, and as you lay there, you start feeling a little cough in your throat, and, 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 you, and the thought hits you, oh, no, I've got COVID, so now you got COVID, and, and now you're, you're going to lose your new job, and you're going to lose your house, and your family's going to break up, all because you are just considering things. Here's the problem. Are you ready? Like Mary, you are a human being. You are flesh and blood. You're not stupid. You're not emotionally underdeveloped. You're not a failure. Your issues are important. This doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. Jesus 
was in agony in the garden of Gethsemane, considering the difficulties of the future. And here in this scripture, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yes, Mary. You know, any, my, where are my Catholic brothers and sisters at? Any, any, okay. I'm talking about the one with the sacred heart. The one my Catholic brothers and sisters have counted a, have counted a thousand times when they recited the rosary. Mary, troubled. Going around and round about in her mind. What do these things mean? She's literally in the presence of angels. She's in church. And her brain is still doing this. She is in the very presence of almighty God. She has already said, be it unto me according to your word. But she's in struggle. We also call this head trouble, anxiety. Anxiety is a part of life sometimes, but it is not the will of the Lord for you to live under the control or the thoughts that demons are pouring into you, constantly keeping you up at all times of the night. And we all do it sometimes. So why some of us can't sleep until we know who, what, or how much. If I can figure this out, then I'll get some rest. Don't get stuck in your head. God wants you to live a life of calm, not chaos. God wants you to live a life of peace, not panic. And if you want to overcome the panic, if you want to save your joy, you've got to get some traction. You need a truck that will pull you out. That's literally your path to freedom. So here's some direction. Gabriel said, to the, said this to her. He said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So what is a a messenger of the Lord? This is a messenger of the Lord, and he says, don't be afraid. Say it. Don't be afraid. In other words, don't allow fear to become your identity. Don't allow fear to become your identity. Don't let fear steal your joy. How should you do this? Let me just give you a few. You might want to write some of this down, okay? Don't allow fear to become your identity. Don't let your fears float in your head. Don't let your fears float. How do you do that? Rather than putting them in your head, write them down on a piece of paper. Can I get a yes to somebody? Don't let them float in your head because you will actually start trying to say, you'll say to yourself, i got to be careful, I can't forget that fear. You will be focused on it so much, you will memorize your fears. Don't let them float. Write them down. Talk to someone. This is what I'm afraid of. Get it out. And then compare your thoughts to God's word. What did God say about this? What does God's word? Mary's already said, be it unto me according to your word. Whatever your word says. And then... Validate, this is where I want to go. Validate your favor and blessings. I am favored. Okay. When I say that, what I'm telling you is you're not the first person to be going through what you're going through. How many know that God is a miracle working God? Does anybody know that? Come on, where are you? Wave at me. How many know God does the miraculous? Compare your trouble to God's word. Mary considered what manner of greeting this was. Gabriel spoke to her. 
You have the word. Anybody have a Bible? Anybody have it? You got it digital. You got it written in ink. You got it in 20 different versions. It's written on your heart. And if you look at the word of God, and if you're in anxiety, remember Philippians 4 and 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything... By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, don't be anxious. When I'm anxious, God's word says, don't live in anxiety. I need an amen. amen. Some people say, well, why am I feeling this way? Anybody ever been alone before? When you're alone, remember Joshua 1 and 9. What's God's word? says? compared to God's word. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you. Come on, wherever you go. How many have ever had some financial problems? Anybody, anybody wondered how you're going to make that payment? How many know God is a provider? Does anybody know that's his name? Provider? Provision, Jesus talks about this in Matthew 6, 25. Do not worry about your life, about your, what you eat, will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Provision. We used to say, Sing it this way. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know that he watches me. Amen? Amen? Amen. So take your worries and compare them to what God's word says. And then get your joy back. Now, the angel gave her a clue in Luke 1.36. He gave her this clue. He said, now indeed... Your relative has also received a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. So Elizabeth, anybody know Elizabeth's story? All right. Anybody know her story? Elizabeth was old. Okay. People don't like to use that word. It sounds bad. But old is, you know, it's just a number. Okay. It's just a number. Uh, how anybody old in this room? Anybody old? Who, how many think like you? I was in a restaurant the other day, and I was really pleased. I was in a restaurant. We were in a particular section. I looked around the room, and I looked at Diane. I said, "I don't know if you realize this, but we are some of the youngest people in this entire restaurant." <laughs> and it just kind of felt kind of cool because I'm lately I've noticed that I'm older than some people. <laughs> now Elizabeth is older. Can I tell you this? Sometimes it's good to talk to people that are older. Oh, there's old people around here. I don't know. You need people like me in your life. You need my stories. Come on. I think Tootsie's got most of us beat back here. We're Sister Tootsie. Tootsie can tell you some stories. Am I right, Sister Tootsie? You sit with it. She will tell you some stories about how God has been there and God has provided and take care of things. Now, this this is a very strange moment because Elizabeth was pregnant. And she was pregnant because God spoke this to her, spoke it to, his, to her husband, and her husband doubted. And so God just shut him up for a while. Sometimes God just got to shut your man up, okay? And some women are going to say amen. He just... And, and Elizabeth was going to get pregnant, 
even in her old age. And she's going to be pregnant with John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. So the angel said, now, Elizabeth, your relative is also conceived in her old age. She did not know this. There were no Facebooks or telephones in those days. You had to take a trip and actually go to talk to people. And so Elizabeth is pregnant. It's like you can almost hear Mary. The angel says, we just bump right over this. Elizabeth, your relative, she's conceived and she's pregnant. In case you're struggling, I want to give you somebody to talk to. Because you're going to struggle and lose your joy. You need to go talk to somebody who's been there, done that, and had a miracle in your life. Everybody knows it's impossible for Elizabeth to get pregnant. She's done. It's over. So Mary takes a road trip to see Elizabeth by faith. She takes a road trip to go talk to somebody who has had a miracle in their life. And just as soon as Mary walks in the door, she didn't send her a telegram saying, I'm on my way. Mary just bang, 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 walks in the door. Mary, the Bible says, and in Luke 1:39, that uh, she was greeted by Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary. And it was Mary. Mary walks in. Elizabeth, it's Mary. Are you home? That's all Liz had to hear. When Elizabeth heard the greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what I'd like to say is that Elizabeth was filled with, and you, I believe that this is scriptural because the Bible says this, joy and the Holy Spirit. Watch. Then she spoke out with a loud voice saying, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mary didn't come in the door and say, Elizabeth, I'm pregnant. She just said, hi. Holy Spirit showed up. And then I got to be careful doing this. Somebody might slap me. Elizabeth walked out of the back room. Anybody know how that that walk? Can I get an amen from a sister in the room? You know that walk? She walked out. And the same spirit that was upon Elizabeth impacted the baby that was inside of her. Listen, that baby inside of you is being impacted by what's going on in your life right now. Help me. And she spoke with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Come on. I love the leaping baby. I love leaping baby. Love, love leaping baby. But I thought, you know, I love being in church. Anybody else love being in church? It's like the Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need. But but I also love being with God's people who have walked the journey with me. Jesus. In in one of my most troubled moments, here's what I had to do. I was in a troubled moment. Anybody ever been stuck in your head going around and around? Anybody? I chased down a friend, met him in a restaurant, and just sat and talked with him for a couple of hours and wept on my burrito. (laughs) 
Because I wanted to hear his story of how God had brought him out. Anybody hear what I'm telling you right now? You say, I, I'm, I'm good. I look, No, you need to talk to people. You need to be around people. I used to have an old cluster group of pastors that I used to get. They ain't so old, but I used to get together with them. And we would just share testimonies and pray for one another. This church, come on, somebody thank God for this church. You got brothers and sisters who are going through it right now. We're not talking to each other. The pandemic didn't say you couldn't talk to each other. It said you need to be six foot apart. You need to wear some masks. You hear what I'm saying? We need to get Elizabeth. We need to take a road trip. You need to have a FaceTime session. Go get your joy back. Here's how it happened with Mary and Elizabeth in verse 43. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she, blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Anybody have one thing happen and suddenly you lose all your joy? And this is the word that Mary needed. Everything that God told you, just because your life seems to be messed up right now, God has not taken his word back from you. Jesus, Jesus, I got to be finished. Everybody stand up with me while I finish this. Jesus. And then we get to verse 46. Read with me. And after Mary said, Martha says this to her and the baby leaps, Mary responds with these words. All right. Have I got any, got anybody that's really dramatic in the house? Anybody dramatic? You got a little bit? Okay. All right. I want all of you to be all... Come on, all y'all. I want all of you to be incredibly dramatic right now, okay? I want all of you to speak this like Mary spoke it. Not like you're just reading scripture in church, okay? I want you to, are you ready? All right, and, and just let me help you out. I'm going to say, and Mary said, okay, and it should begin like this. My soul! Okay, like that, okay? You ready? Everybody, everybody ready? And Mary said, For he has regarded the lowly state of his maid servant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. I love this. Anybody love this? I know some of you are going through it right now. We, but we need some all-day church meetings right now. I mean, even if you can't come, we need some all-day church meetings. We need God wants you to take action and take a road trip and get your joy back. This, this is the story of Mary, and it may be your story. I know when we came today, I'm thinking, the enemy just whisper things and I'll just confess to you, my mind has been going round and round. Okay? And I've had to contend with it. And part of it is just going back in history. Anybody got a history? Anybody got a history of how God has worked? So, just so you know, this is not the first presidential election we've ever had. But my church is weird. 
We're so diverse. My Democrat freedom family is so happy right now. Can I get an amen from my Democrat freedom family? Where are you? And then I got some Republican freedom family. And it's like, dear God, the world is over. Now you know how the Democrat freedom family felt, you know. Can I get an amen from somebody? When it comes to Jesus, it don't matter who you voted for. When it comes to Jesus, it don't matter who's in office. Can I talk to all of you? Just so you know, I have only met one Jesus, and he saved my soul. Come on. I have been restored a few times in my life. But there is nothing like being filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. That's why Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul doth magnify the Lord. My soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. In other words, I'm going to take control of my mind and my will and my emotions. I, listen, anybody got this? I'm going to take control of my thoughts and my will. I'm not going to let my emotions drive the train anymore. Haven't I taught you this before? I'm not going to let just the way I feel run whether or not I praise Jesus or not. Jesus is the Lord. And during this time, people are overrun with pain and sorrow and struggle. Today is the day to get your joy back. Somebody praise God for what I preached today. Come on, let's praise the Lord. You need some joyful music back here. Come on, pray something. Play something joyful. Okay, you ready? All right, everybody clap your hands. Everybody clap your hands. Clap your hands again like your, like your team just won. Come on. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, somebody clap your hands. You haven't done this in a while. You haven't done it in a while. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Yo, you're the body of Jesus Christ. You clap your hands. You clap your hands. Jesus. Somebody shout praise the Lord. You see, that's why we preachers do this stuff. You say, oh, he's just trying to get us all worked up. Yes, that's exactly it. Worked up out of your mess, out of your head, out of all of that. You say, why do they keep singing all that happy music and playing songs? And why does that worship leader keep jumping up and down? Why is everybody smiling back there? What's wrong with them? No, what's wrong with you? How is it that 2,000 years ago, Jesus would embrace the cross for us? How is it that the disciples, the apostles would be beaten for preaching the gospel and they would be released and they would walk away rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for his sake? Why is it? He said, well, they just really had a hold on the word of God. No, 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 no. It's choice. It's a choice. That old, defeated attitude is not going to make your family better. That defeated spirit that you have right now is not going to fix anything. It's not. Nobody's going to get more well. Nobody's going to get more healed because you can't smile. Sometimes I got to look at Rick Hawker in the face and say, Son, you are not going to let what's going on right now control your attitude because you are a born again child of the living God. Lift up your head 
Jesus is alive. And because he lives, you shall live also. He didn't send his spirit to bring sorrow and disgrace. He sent his spirit so you could have joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. Who needs this today? Would you wave your hand if you just need that today? You need it. Look at that. Come on, let's let's give praise to the Lord. Praise the Lord. In a moment, I'll give you a chance to come and pray. But before we do this, let's with joy receive the supper of the Lord. With joy and gladness. Let's receive his supper together. Would you do that with me? I've given you communion. If you have confessed Jesus as your Lord, you you are welcome. You don't have to be a member uh, with your name written down on the books to, be, to receive communion. Amen? If you want to be a member, we can work that out. But you need to be a member of the kingdom of God and know that he has already accomplished everything necessary for you to have joy. Are you ready? The body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for you. Take it and eat it in remembrance of him. the blood of Jesus that was poured out for your sins, the blood of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, the blood of the new covenant. Jesus said, my blood, which is poured out for you, receive the cup. Now let's all open our mouths and give praise to the Lord again. Come on, open your mouth. In the balcony, in the very back of the church, in the hallways. Come on, ushers, greeters. Come on, everybody shout. Everybody shout praise to God with me. Shout praise to God with me. Now when I tell you this, I don't want to put shame on you for going through anxiety and trouble. Look at me. That's not my intention. How many know sometimes we go through difficult times? I just want you to know it's not God's will for you to stay there. God never put the anxiety on you. Today we'd like to pray. And as I have some altar workers come, they'll stand up here. They'll be masked. And so if you want somebody to pray with you or for you, altar workers will meet you here. So wherever you are, altar workers, go ahead and come on down and be ready to pray for these folks. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for what you've said. And I speak peace to this church. And I thank you that you have given us joy in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. Be dismissed when you choose. I'll see a bunch of you at 2 o'clock over at Red Wing Park. God bless you all. Sing.